Well, that was much more enjoyable, Callum. We're not having to record after a defeat for an initial reaction. Did you enjoy it? Makes a change, yeah. It was a bit more of an enjoyable Saturday afternoon. Football was better, and that's going to be my one word. Better. The performance was better. The fight was better. As simple as that. How about your one word? Uh, my word, one word will, will be enjoyable because for a rare change, I actually enjoyed watching um, the game today. And, you know, we kind of saw a, a, a return um, to some free-flowing attacking football. Um, I don't think that says much about kind of Motherwell and, and how, how well they, they shaped up. But it was just nice to actually enjoy watching Aberdeen. I think what, especially once we got the second goal, you could, you could certainly relax. Oh yeah, definitely. I did sort of, even when we were 1-0 up for quite a long period of the game, especially, and uh, down to 10 men, no, they were down to 10 men, sorry, I was still panicking going, this has got them just nicking to go out of nowhere, just, it's got written all over it, but thankfully that didn't happen, and the big yes, man... especially the way they kind of hit on the counter-attack, mm. and they were, while well, they were doing it more so in the first half, you just thought, we're just so kind of prone to maybe one mistake. And, and you know, Dylan McGeech actually made a good point in Cole Combs in the second half saying, especially when they went down to 10 men, look, there's no need to go and, you know, go all out attack, just manage the game. And and we definitely did that. Yep. It's actually nice seeing game management in a proper way instead of <laughs> holding on to the feet and sitting on the 18-yard box from about 70 minutes onwards. Yeah, exactly. Um, going back to the the start of the game, we saw Sam Cosgrove return to the starting lineup uh, as a lone striker. Um, Curtis Main dropping out, and Funzo Ojo, I think to many was a surprise starter um, ahead of Ross McCrory. It definitely, uh, yeah, was, was a surprise starter um, with McCrory out, and most people probably thought Dean Campbell would come in. A few people on Twitter probably upset that Vertanen didn't play, or Vertan as McDermott called him before even kickoff happened. <laughs> Um, but to be fair to Funso, I think other than where he slipped and gave the ball away, I think he played quite well. I thought he came in and did all right. And uh, I was also quite happy to see someone get in and sort of when something happens to one of your players, he was ready in for up for the fight uh, with mm-hmm. Polworth going head to head with him. I enjoyed that. Not often you see that from Aberdeen players, so I, was, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's funny though, um, you actually saying, you know, he had a, a good game. I, I agree. Um, I thought he was solid, but I'm laughing because when I... When I was writing up the notes, you know, kind of during the game, I literally wrote down as Ojo got taken off, solid performance as Keith text. Well, Ojo was terrible once again. And someone else on Twitter saying it just is a measure of Ojo that everyone's claiming that to be a good performance. So it's just funny how everyone sees the game differently. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's not, it wasn't, wasn't a world-beating performance, but it never is going to be from Funso Ojo. Um, and to be fair, given coming in sort of after not playing for so long, it's probably hard and I expected worse. So I'm just genuinely pleasantly surprised. Yeah, exactly. I think we all had low expectations. So I think, you know, he, he, he definitely surpassed them. Um, you know, do you think the, we had a positive start? We spoke um, with Jamie yesterday, uh, yesterday about kind of needing a reaction mm-hmm. and hopefully seeing that. Do you think in the start that we gave, there was that reaction? I think so. From the off, it sort of seemed that way. We didn't start off very, very well and sort of for about all of a minute and then sort of lost away at about three minutes. I remember them saying it, Dave McDermott saying that specifically. But uh, we took control of it uh, towards as the game got on. And I think that was the sort of uh, reaction we were looking for, both in performance, as I said earlier, in fight as well. 
Johnny Hayes flying into tackles, even Matt mm-hmm. Kennedy getting in amongst it, which I enjoyed. Yeah, um, definitely a standout game for him, which we'll come on to. Um, Joey Harper um, was guest on Red TV today, uh, a man I could listen to speak about the club um, for days because he just says it how it is. He doesn't really care how it comes across, which I, I do respect. And one thing he said at halftime was you could tell the players had a much better attitude in today's game compared to Ross County. And I think, especially first half and second half as well, like we, we talked about there with game management, it really came across the, the players were very much switched on and had that attitude to go out and get the three points. Yeah, definitely. I think they set out straight from the off with that. And it's interesting that he used the word attitude after it was used so much against Ross County by whoever was in cool calls, I can't quite remember. But he said attitude a lot last time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I it's a good start. I agree with Joe completely. And I also think when you're Joe Harper, though, you can just afford to come out and just say how it is. And no one's going to have a go at him. It's Joe Harper. Exactly. Um, we scored a set-piece goal. I know, really? that took me by surprise. Took me mm-hmm. by surprise. It was a great ball in from Matty Kennedy. A bullet of a header from Tommy Hoban. Um, and maybe they've actually worked on it for once in the first time ever possibly and even mm-hmm. the short corners as well today as yeah. you said they looked straight off the training ground and actually worked to good effect obviously with Ash Taylor's goal getting chalked off later on yeah and I think that was actually something Dylan said in co-commentary as well that it was they kind of worked on that sort of delivery from Kennedy and I don't really know if it was a free header but getting the power and direction that, that Hoban did Liam Kelly had no chance and I mean we certainly saw how good a keeper he was in the second mm-hmm. half it's something we talked up in the preview episode as well um, throughout the first half especially Scott Wright and Ryan Hedges kind of returned to their early season form in their their link-up play that was quite enjoyable yeah but I'm not really shocked to finally get them both on the pitch at the same time and that sort of thing happens again um, again, it was an interesting decision, the fact he's even still around but to start as well, Scott Wright. But I think he played well, um, linking up with Hedges. And I think uh, Devin, Devin McGeoch even said, he, oh, whenever Ryan Hedges on the ball, he'll be looking for his best mate. And that was definitely the case. But a nice flanty yeah. flex, a bit of excitement, a bit of flair about the game. Yeah, and you know, Hedges definitely had a few chances. The one piece of link-up play in the first half that sticks in my mind was when Hedges flashed a shot just wide. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that would have been some goal in terms of just the whole build-up play, let alone the finish. But Joe Harper was kind of, I wouldn't say critical is the right word, but you know, saying Hedges is probably a player we should be looking at getting kind of 15 goals a season out of and probably should be scoring more, do you think? he'll probably feel disappointed to have come away from today's game not scoring, given the kind of chances he was getting. Yeah, I would say so. I think there was a couple in the first half that he put wide, and then he also dragged one wide in the uh, in the second half too, which I think is disappointing that he didn't even hit the target with those mm-hmm. there. Uh, so if he could start getting them on target, never mind finding the back of the net, that would be nice. But it would be nice to see him uh, bring a couple more goals into his game. He's obviously creative, good, uh, great going forward, a bit of creative spark. A bit of flair about the play, but if he can add goals, more goals to his games, that would be very, very much welcome. Especially if he wants to get to the Euros as well, as they like to mention on Red TV. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, in the Kilmarnock game um, last month, we spoke about, you know, shooting on site. And I definitely kind of felt we were doing that more today. Certainly willing to test the keeper and, and try our luck from distance instead of trying to, you know, work the perfect goal. Mm, a lot less try to walk the ball into the goal or pass it in there, um, mm-hmm. which is very much welcome. A bit more excitement about the play. 
Yeah, um, we spoke on um, yesterday uh, about midfield battles being key. Um, our midfield battle of Lewis Ferguson and mm-hmm. whoever partnered him needing to dominate Polworth and Campbell, as you mm-hmm. pointed out, being the main threat. We certainly saw a battle, um, mm-hmm. Polworth and Wright coming together. Um, your thoughts on how Craig Napier, the referee, handled that situation? Yeah, I think Polworth took the battle thing a bit too seriously. But um, <laughs> yeah, Napier was a bit of an interesting one. I didn't even know who he was until Inverness Reds, thankfully, kindly let me know. Uh, I'd never heard of him before, never seen him. Presumably one of these young youngster referees that are come, trying to come mm. up. But I, I, don't, I don't think... I, I'd, I'd be very happy if we didn't see him refereeing another Aberdeen game for a while. All round, he just seemed a bit a bit terrible, in all honesty. I think Polworth definitely could have walked for that um, straight up uh, first time, and then eventually he did walk for it. But there's another few interesting decisions from Napier throughout the whole game. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'd never heard of him either as well, but as Martin Stone said on Twitter, he looked miles out of his depth, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of Aberdeen fans will unanimously agree with that opinion um, from Martin. Um it's funnier as he actually said as well in a follow-up was the fact that from that situation we actually got punished more in terms of right and Ojo being booked and they just had the one player boot but mm. you know Ojo going face to face with Polworth it's not really surprising that Ojo did receive a card as well but you kind of seen red cards for for that you look at Scott Brown in midweek mm-hmm. actually so Def- definitely that's what I said to my dad's time as well uh, Paul Worth having goes at both Scott Wright and Ojo, yet yeah, they come away with just one booking, and um, and Scott Wright and Ojo both take cautions too. But I, I'll reiterate again, I was very happy to be fair to see Funso Ojo go steaming in there. It's something mm-hmm. some sort of lacked. Uh, someone who will go up and stick uh, stick up for their teammates a little bit like that. I say it's yeah. not one, so welcome yeah, Funso Ojo. Um... And, and Motherwell YouTuber um, Gogsy was definitely furious at the referee. Feels that um, that they the referee cost them a big decision. Um, the big decision being the Ojo penalty shout. Uh, I used probably used bunny ears around mm-hmm. the shout. Uh, Joe Lewis producing an excellent save from Tony Watt, who we largely kept quiet. And the follow up, um, I think it was Polworth actually. Ojo puts his body on the line. Um, and then I don't know if there was like a rebound or something. Ojo's arm is up. Mm-hmm. The ball does hit it. I thought, you know, initially watching Red TV, oh, could that be a penalty? But mm-hmm. yeah, Gogsy was still holding on to that in the second half. I mean, there's no doubt his arm was up there. Uh, it was definitely a handball. And you've definitely seen him given. It was probably one I expected to see him. But at the same time, it's ricocheted up. He's not had a lot of time to take his arm down, if that makes sense, from making the mm-hmm. walk. Um, and he did make the block originally and then it comes flicking up and we've seen things in the Premier League as well about that where it comes flicking up, hits them in the arm and they don't seem to give it. So I am probably surprised it didn't get given, but I mean, I'm glad it didn't. It was a great save from Fudso. Yeah, I mean, going by the way the ref, the game the referee had, it's not really a surprise it wasn't given because he just it was one of those games. But, you know, there was meaty challenges going in. Declan Gallagher booked early on for a heavy challenge on Lewis Ferguson. Mm-hmm. I think he had another... Uh, well, Ferguson was on the receiving end of another heavy challenge in the first half. But Ferguson wasn't afraid to dish out a few challenges of his own. And um, there was one in particular... Well, obviously, the 50-50 that led to Polworth's red card. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, there was an incident at the start, um, midway through the second half, when he won the ball. But, uh, again, Gogsy... F- and picked this up as well as I did. There was quite a flailing arm yeah, from Lewis was... Ferguson that before he fed through Scott Wright. And I was just wondering if there was going to be a wee second there where that got pulled back. 
that was the word I was going to use as well, flailing arm words, sorry. Um, yeah, they highlighted it that Ferguson can take the fouls and he also likes to give them out, which is, mm. I think, definitely true. I think he is actually the most fouled, one of the most fouled players anyway in the league. He's definitely up there. But yeah, I think he was a bit fortunate to get away. I don't think he even got booked in the end. I think he was a bit fortunate to get away a with rarity. that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, especially the one you highlighted with the flailing, flailing arm. I wouldn't have been surprised if he got pulled up for that. Mm-hmm. Well, especially with the way the referee was just dishing out cards like it was Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Or confetti, apparently. According to David, I don't know what the hell that means. Yeah, I mean, I was on and off watching, like, well, listening to what Dave was saying. I, I sometimes tune out, but I actually thought McGeek and Cole commentary was actually providing mm-hmm. some some useful insight. Um, the red card, though, it was was strange. You know, mm-hmm. Gogsy was messaging saying that. The referee was prepared to give a free kick to Motherwell. They played on. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, he then it, it appears he's reacted angrily to the decision not to award the free kick. He's then obviously gone off holding his shoulders. I don't know if he's maybe dislocated or something. But when you're on a booking, you don't go and abuse the referee. Though, if I was Graham Alexander, I'd be a bit disappointed in my player. Possibly. I mean, to be fair, I think he probably has a point. So he gave the advantage, and. He's clearly in in pain, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I suppose you can't, do you have the right to complain for that, but at the same time, to go it's stupid knowing you're on a yellow card and going in a foul abuse, foul and abusive, which is now a straight red apparently, which I was a bit surprised by. What was that I'd, straight red? I thought it was just a second booking. No, apparently, apparently a foul, a foul and abusive is straight red these days. Mm-hmm. So there we are, silly Liam Polworth all round today. Yeah, and, and obviously Motherwell in the position they're in will not be um, thankful for a straight red card then, um, given the suspension that follows. Mm-hmm. Um, one player that did well coping with Motherwell on the counter-attack, I felt, was Johnny Hayes. Trapped mm-hmm. the runs of um, Devante Cole and Tony Watt in, in the first half very well. And, you know, it was a threat from Motherwell in the first half, but we did a really excellent job. I think, you know, McDermott and McGee, you know, commented we, the term they used was ganging up on Motherwell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, you know, Joe Lewis didn't really have many serious saves to make, especially second half. Yeah, I mean, basically one of the only things I remember Joe Lewis doing is catching the ball off the rebound from the post, like coming straight back at him. That's essentially all I can remember him having to do. But well, yeah, I remember I him we... flapping that corner in the first oh, yeah. half. I thought he um... possibly even headed it, it looked like, but uh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but no, I think the defence as a whole um, were very, very good today. I think Scott B, I mentioned for Ash Taylor as well. Superb at the back end, not only the defending, but distribution too. But yeah, you highlighted you highlighted Johnny Hayes there. He's just an absolute dog in there. He'll fight for every level, even lost cause, uh, flying at a challenge as well. And still good going forward as well. Still got that about him, so... Very happy with Johnny Hayes. Yeah, that distribution first half mm. from Ash Taylor when he pinged it across to Matty Kennedy, absolute peach of a ball. But, you know, Hayes and Taylor, actually, you know, you, you know, you give credit to Ash Taylor there. Those two players we were discussing yesterday but not even being fit for the game. Mm-hmm. So great to have them in and, you know, both turning in, um, you know, 90-minute performances and excellent performances mm-hmm. at that as well and coming through unscathed and not, you know, picking up knocks and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's great to see. It's interesting that he highlighted uh, McCrory to be out. Okay, he was out. But then Hayes, uh, Taylor and McLennan, they all mentioned as well. And it probably, from what he said, it sounded like, oh, they won't be featuring at all. Two of them started mm-hmm. bunking off the bench. So perhaps a ruse from McInnes there. Yeah, he's back to his um, mind games um, there. But in the second half, we'll come on to Ash Taylor because um, I do want to highlight his performance. But um, 
Liam Kelly in the Motherwell mm. goal did an excellent job at just keeping that to 2-0. Um, mm. And he'll probably actually be disappointed with the second goal, given the big deflection that led to Considine tapping it in, that it did end up 2-0. Definitely. I think he had a few sort of acrobatic saves as well, uh, maybe for the cameras. But then mm. you look at it, there's still the one where Cosgrove was through on goal and he did well to get something on that to stop it uh, sneaking by him straight into the back of the net. So I think, yeah, no, very, very good performance. It looks like a good signing for Motherwell, in all honesty. Definitely. Um, over to the Aberdeen players. Um, Mike Kennedy, I thought, probably had his best game in a long time for Aberdeen, attacking mm. and defensively. Yeah, but it was, it's what we've needed from Mike Kennedy. A bit more direct, aggressive going forward and in the challenges as well, which I enjoyed. Uh, yeah. It's much more like him and he put in a fair few decent balls as well. I don't know what don't know what's going on there, but uh, got a good assist and he's maybe using them up. He's saved them up for a long time, but impressive with Mike Kennedy. If you can keep that going forward on a consistent basis, then I'll be even more happy. Yeah, we spoke about Ojo as well, a solid game throughout. Ash Taylor, though, I saw someone saying he's playing like Maldini. Mm-hmm. What did you make of the goal he was had, well, I felt wrongly chalked off? I think so. It seemed very seemed very, very odd. Even even the goal we got given later on, it seemed very odd. I wasn't really sure what the hell was going on yeah. with that. But no, to be fair, okay, maybe he did push him. It was very, very soft. Um, but regardless, he took it very well, which is encouraging from the Birkenhead, Berezi, Merseyside, uh, Maldini, whatever you want to say. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice to have Constantine, Hoban and Taylor all on the score sheet. Yeah, and I think McGeek, just before we started recording, also was waiting for you to come on. McGeek did say he did see a replay where there was a, sh- a slight push. Mm. Um, so you can understand maybe why the ref gave it, but probably leaning towards the soft side. But what was slightly embarrassing was some of our fans, you know, choosing to celebrate the fact that his goal had been <laughs> chalked off because it, you know, well, one, it was Ash Taylor that scored, but also it, you know, denied India the chance to, to tweet her. Um, to the fans but you know I think if that's what joy you're getting when putting us 2-0 up it's quite concerning I didn't actually see that but I actually am quite it's made my Saturday better if anything not not Ash Taylor's goal getting ruled out just the fact people were celebrating it that's made my better I'd rather the goal stood exactly and well you said you know it would have been nice to see all three centers defenders scoring um, Andy Constantine did get on the, mm-hmm. the score sheet. His first goal of the season, so a bit late for him normally, January. Yeah, he has left it late, but he took it very, very well. And uh, interesting that he took that one so coolly, so so calmly, finished it off perfectly. And then we saw, saw a similar one with Cosgrove earlier where he chose just the biggest touch I've ever seen. Um, but no, well, that was a welcome, I think it was a welcome sight, not only getting the goal to make it 2-0, but we always love when Andy Constantine scores no matter what. Exactly. A Saturday is always better when Constantine scores. But um, strange, I think a few people thought we might have been offside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was sort of the first there was the Ash Taylor one and then this one as well. I wasn't sure what the hell was going on. And I don't think like, even commentators were and they were actually at the game. And then just saw Constantine wheeling away, celebrating and everyone running over to join him. So must be onside then. So that's fine by me. But another one, maybe not Napier's fault that one, maybe... The liner, we'll have to see it back. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and that that 
uh, appearance for Consign today, Joe Harper was saying, takes him above Bobby Clark in the all-time appearance list for Aberdeen. But also the goal um, means he's now scored in every calendar year since 2010. So a reliable centre-back that scores goals as well. I know that's nice. If strikers aren't doing it, then at least we've got Andy to rely on. And uh, Tommy Massey, I'm sure he's probably listening as well. Shout out him. Uh, he said that that was Andy Constein's 27th goal since 2004-05 season. And since then, in the Scottish Premiership, only... Uh, Tavernier and Charlie Mulgrew have scored more than him so thank you very much for that statistic sorry for stealing but I thought it was very very interesting yeah, well, well it's no on. surprise to see James Tavernier up there since half his goals are penalties yeah you're um, not mad about I'll it just, though, you? no I just get that in since you know our last reaction went wild with the Rangers fans so you can have that as a bit of bitterness actually I've got a feeling they won't be enjoying this one so much but they had a field day as well annoying yeah probably won't be tuning in since you know we didn't actually yeah. capitulate today ah well I'm sure it'll happen uh, soon enough. You speak about Cosgrove and his poor touch. Um, one thing Joe Harper said at full time was, yes, it's great that we won the game, but we should be quite concerned that it's our defenders scoring goals, not our strikers. And he can't actually remember Cosgrove having a significant shot on goal. And, you know, up until you actually said that chance, the where Liam Kelly denied him, I mm. can't really remember ha- him having one either. Yeah, there was there was that one and the one previously where he just took a horrific touch where he maybe could have taken it first time instead. Uh, but it's then concerning. that's not him actually having a shot. That's, that's what I'm a saying. horrific touch. That's what I'm which... saying, though, but he should have yeah. taken it first time. He should have done that. Um, yeah, a bit concerning. Uh, goals seem to have dried up on uh, from the forwards front in general, but I suppose if that's happening, then at least you've got the defenders to bail them out. It shouldn't ha- be happening, but at least it is happening. Yeah, and hopefully you know we see a, a change of fortune for the strikers in midweek at against Johnson, which until um, Dave McDermott mentioned that, a game I'd totally forgotten about, which just shows how out of touch I'm feeling with the football just now, because I was all thinking that it was Livingston next up on Saturday. It's not only you, I have no idea what day, days it is. I, for, I was a week, a day behind for the most of the week, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> um, the Towards the end of the game, you know, you spoke about Conor McLennan there earlier on. We also saw minutes for Greg Lee coming back from injury. Um, and minutes, literally, it was only about mm-hmm. five given the added time. But a first-team debut for Miko Vertanen. Um, excellent to see him finally making his first-team debut after a couple of spells at Arbroath on loan. My hero, my mate, Miko Vertanen. I'm very, very happy for him. Uh, might buy a so-called limo, limo when we can. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, no, yeah, very, very happy. Good to see uh, the youngster coming off the bench, getting some minutes, get involved. Hopefully we can see some more throughout the season. Maybe you get a chance from the start, man. But it's just encouraging. And McInnes used all five subs for once. So I'm. it's a good Saturday, but Newcastle are playing later. So we'll see how long it lasts. I know. I was going to come to that, the fact that we'd used five subs, because I know how, how quick you are to point that out um, every time we fail to use it. So a nice rare change that, that we um, did that. And, you know, a point you say about Vertanen, you know, maybe getting a start. It's a shame that our Scottish Cup um, game, which would have, taking place next weekend is, has been called off given that the lower leagues are currently suspended and you know depending obviously who we'd faced on Barner Huntley it maybe would have been a, a, a fixture that we looked at to play some of these younger players and and give them some more minutes than they're, they're currently getting. If it was done Barton then we should be doing that because we saw a Babby were against them last time we played them in the Scottish Cup 
So I would have liked to have just gone full throttle straight at them. But maybe Huntley, no disrespect to Huntley. If anyone was saying Joe Steven, maybe. Joe Steven. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I know I'm going to get abused for that. I know it. Yeah, Joe Steven will definitely be honest for criticising Huntley. Um, I hold no apologies because he knows I have a soft spot for Fraserburgh as well. So. Duke does. Yeah, we've got to stick together. Um, man of the match, Red TV gave it to Ryan Hedges. Um, would you agree with that? Or do, do you have anybody else in mind for... Man of the match? You're not going to like this. Well, actually, you will like this. Some people won't. Ash Taylor. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I thought he was brilliant. He probably deserved it. Hedges, okay, played very well. Good in creative spells, but a forward player didn't score. You know, he maybe should have. Didn't even, did he hit the target at all? Not even sure about that. Harsh, I I'm probably, because he did play pretty well, but Ash Taylor would have been my man. Uh, interesting. Um, a player that you haven't been a big fan of this season would have got mine, and it would have been uh, Matt Kennedy for me. Yeah, fair. Uh, an assist, you know, probably the most um, proactive of our forward players in terms of providing at the top end of the pitch, um, but also excellent defensively as well. Um, and for a player that we've certainly criticised in recent weeks, um, I certainly enjoyed watching him play today. So uh, for me, I'd have given it to Matt Kennedy. Yeah, I think that's fair. And also, just on the top of players we've criticised over the recent weeks for probably being anonymous, Lewis Ferguson, there's a bit more about him today, so I'm very happy about that. Yeah, um, so hopefully players that are currently anonymous, uh, Sam Cosgrove, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Uh, Wednesdays, maybe have time for you to shine and get some positivity off the podcast. It is concerning that we're just, like, no strikers are scoring goals. It's, it's a big worry. Yeah, well, I suppose this is the uh, you know last week of the January transfer window we're coming into, and Cosgrove's being linked with a move to Stoke. Um, you know, certainly not scoring is not going to help you win a move. Um, so similarly with Scott Scott Wright as well. See how that transfer saga plays out over the course of the next week, and um, whether or not that was his last game at Pataudry, uh, today remains to be seen. Yeah, very um, interesting. Sorry, I was going to say. Sorry, I was just going to say. Cosgrove probably suits Stoke, even though he's not scoring goals. The great huge lump up front, they would love it. Yeah, they just don't have Rory the lap to do a long throw to anymore. That's true. That's true. Oh, what a time that was. <laughs> so the win today takes us back up to third place, two points ahead of Hibs, ahead of the midweek game. Um, that midweek game, as we said, is a trip to St Johnston, and it's the start of three games in six days, including a double header against Livingston. Should we be looking at that St. Johnson game as another chance to pick up three points? Yes, we should. But the last time I said we'll get a good run of games and hopefully lots of points, it didn't happen. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Okay. Well, that'll be great for our podcast if you keep your mouth shut. Um, But, you know, it's our first win in 2021. Obviously, St. Johnson are just kicking off now in their um, League Cup semi-final. So it'll be interesting to see result dependent for them. They might have momentum of mm-hmm. playing for a place in a cup final, or, you know, hopefully they could go to extra time and penalties and take a bit of energy out of the legs and not, you know, a morale sapping defeat. You should have said that either. Cause remember what happened when Motherwell went to extra time and penalties. In the Europa League. No, in the Europa League against uh, Coleraine or something like that. When oh, they then yeah, came out and that, smashed that. us. Yeah, that came back brilliantly against mm-hmm. us. So, so if that happens again, that's not again, my fault it's on if we you. lose. No, <laughs> no it's on you. Not. I'm blaming you. Okay, well, we've beaten St. Johnson twice already this season, including our first game back after the the whole COVID eight scenario. And um, certainly, no reason. You know, St. Johnson themselves are having struggles up front in scoring goals, albeit Chris Kane um, has certainly found the way to to goal in recent times. So, 
maybe don't be expecting goals in this one. As is often the case in games against St Johnston, uh, from our perspective, it's just they do seem to be very, very dull. They know how to play us, uh, sort of sit in, let come on, let us break us down, uh, let try break us down. Mm-hmm. We often can't, and then they sometimes hit us on the break. So we need to be wary of that. But if we play like we did today, a lot of creative intent, a bit, a bit of spark that's back, then hopefully we can unsettle them. Um, and I've said it before, it usually doesn't work. But flying out the traps from the start, straight at them, Matty Kennedy, looking at you against your former club, mate. Yeah, well, we did it, you know, first half and second half, I felt today came out the traps well, caused uh, Motherwell problems. And hopefully if we can do that against St. Johnston, get an early goal. And, you know, we spoke about game management, but if we get an early goal, I'd feel it would be a long, painful game management uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah, we've seen that a lot. We've seen that. If, if anyone, any of their idiot centre-mids fancy getting sent off as well, that'd be nice. Yeah, although I don't think, would it carry over from League Cup into oh. League on Wednesday? I was just speaking about when we play them, if they fancy doing that. Oh, yeah, because we know how physical a battle they like with their red cards. Michael O'Halloran enjoys one this season. Mm. Was it not last time? Um, well, I think it was last season when we went down there and they got two players sent off as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was chaos. Albeit we still didn't actually win that game. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, we could take a cover from Motherwell go down to 10. Maybe we could eventually break a team time with nine this time. Yeah, definitely. Although, you know, we were actually 1 0 up when Motherwell went down. Although, I think we were, well, we were 1 0 up when St. Johnson uh, had their red cards. Um, Hopefully, we continue this positivity in terms of results uh, on Wednesday night and give us some more, something positive to speak about on Thursday when we'll be back reviewing the game, Callum. It would be nice if we could get a run of a good run of form, a good run of positive podcasts. We don't have to be miserable and have loads of raging fans in the comment just abusing us. Yeah, although it doesn't do us any harm on YouTube for the views. I think what was that last the reaction over fourteen hundred views? Yeah, just just people laughing at us probably. But you know that's that's what we're doing. If we can entertain people, even if we're not a good time, then that's at least something. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, after a defeat, if you need something entertaining, then what's two idiots like us speaking nonsense about football? What exactly. else is that for entertainment? Exactly. Most ill-informed podcast. They've got the radio show off the ball. We're, we're taking the podcast uh, title. But <laughs> and if you, you are, are watching... Sorry, I was about to say it. I was about to say it. Yes. Yeah. If you are watching and you've not subscribed already, then please do. We're nearly at 200 subscribers now, so... All the support is very much appreciated. Thank you. And the more yeah. you support our content, the more chance we've got to make better content. Exactly. And um, if you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Anchor, just make sure you follow on there as well um, for all the content that comes out. As Calm says, it's available online uh, as video and audio as well. Exactly. And what a note to end it on. Have you got a one word going into the uh, St. Johnson game though? Uh, momentum, maybe. I might. Yeah, I was going to actually steal yours from uh, last time and use bounce, and let's continue the bounce. Yeah, I'd say momentum is probably pretty good. Um, I, I, I think it may be apprehension, but that's a bit negative. Um, Not like you. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Apprehension, because if they get a good result in their semi-final, then they're going to have the bounce as well. So check you trying to make sure we're not being too positive i know got to, it in. got to give the people what they want come on yeah. but there we have it i think that on that terribly negative note that i've just ended it on thank Despite you all very three much. points i know i'm sorry i couldn't let the people down and um, thank you all very much for tuning in as we said you can follow us subscribe we'll be back when glenn thursday we'll be back thursday and also thank you very much to skylights for letting us use their tune yra check them out on spotify any else anywhere else and 
you can rush into them. Check them out. A good band, good bunch of guys. <laughs>